0: Bill Lewis. I'm with a mission in Canada called Into All the World. It comes from Jesus words when he said go ye into all the world and proclaim the gospel. And so that's one of the things we want to do and of course there's many different ways to proclaim the gospel and uh, we'll talk a bit about that a little bit later in the program. But uh, I'm just glad to be with you today and I just pray that what we have to share encourages you and maybe challenges you because there's still work to be done. Some people have said a number of years ago, the work of missions is over. Oh, no, it's not. It's not over yet. And uh, there's still work to be done. And we'll talk a bit about that as we go forward. But today we have with us, Annette Levert, and she is going to talk about uh, her work in Kenya and uh, the work that she does there. But uh, I just want to share a little bit about we ourselves, our family was in Kenya for 10 years. Uh, we went over, uh, when I was 31, my wife was 30, we had four children under the age of five. And you took them with you? That's what a lot of people said. You are crazy to go to Africa with little children. But they grew up in Africa, and Africa is almost as much their home as in Canada, and all of them have been back to visit. Some have gone back to do some work of different kinds, and they're, they're, they're world people. They, they love the world. They serve God in their different ways wherever they are. And it's, it's been a wonderful experience growing up in Africa. They've got so many friends all over the world. And uh, it's just been great. But when we were in Kenya, we were asked to start a lay training department. Uh, this was back in the 1970s. And the, the, the pastors needed a bit more education. And so we had pastors training courses. We had training courses for the lay people. To help them to get into the Word of God. Uh, so often Christians, they'll become a Christian and then they are Christians but they don't go deep into the Word of God and it's important to get the Word of God into you and to guide your life and it's it's a light to, to our feet and a light to our path and we need to know the Word of God. So So we were doing the lay training and we would have courses and we would travel from church to church and we would do different things. We taught them things they'd never heard of before. I remember the one thing, we were going to have an evangelistic weekend to a town called Nakuru. And in those days, um, Nakuru was not a very Christian area. Uh, a lot of witchcraft, a lot of sorcery. And so I felt God put on my heart to teach them about fasting and prayer. And so I asked our denomination if they would fast and pray for this crusade that we had, uh, evangelistic meetings. I don't know how many people did, but I felt God said for every person that fasted and prayed for three days, that that many people would come to the Lord. Well, we had those meetings in Nakuru. I have never seen so many people come and accept Jesus as their personal savior. One night we showed a a, a movie and we gave an invitation in this hall. There's about 400 people in the hall and we gave the invitation, and everybody stood up and came forward. And so, so we said, oh, obviously they don't understand what we're talking about. Please sit down. And we explained the way of salvation again, to repent of your sin, to ask Jesus into your life, and, and accept him as your Savior. And they all came forward. Why? It was obviously the power of God at work. We had done what he said, pray and fast for God to move. We did that. We went, we preached the gospel, and God moved, and they touched the hearts of many people. And today there's a very strong church in in that city. And so it's so awesome to obey the word of God and see God fulfill what he says he'll do and move forward. And so that was just one experience we had when we were serving over there to take the good news of God's love, because so many people... They're scared. They, they, they don't want to die because they're not sure they'll go to heaven. But when we know that God that sent his son Jesus to die for our sins and we accept him as our Savior, we are assured of salvation and heaven and eternity with God. And it's, it's awesome. And we believe that the world needs to know this. And once a person has been explained that, they can either accept or reject. And, and we hope they will accept. Not everybody does. Sometimes people accept after a year or two and praying about it and thinking about it and and moving on. Anyway, I want to turn to Annette and ask her a little bit about her experiences because uh, we were there uh, 20, 30 years ago and she's right there right now. She's home on furlough, but she's going back shortly. Tell us, what are some of your experiences of touching people's lives and, and your ministry as a respiratory therapist in the hospital?
1: Thank you. I, I love your story. Nakuru is not far from me, and uh, I've been to church in Nakuru, and its I wonder how many of those believers were at those crusades so many years ago. Um, at the hospital, it's interesting. We have a lot of sick patients, a lot of very sick patients who come to us, and we pray with them for healing. Um, I have seen many patients who have been healed through the work of the hospital but also many patients who we can't quite explain exactly how their healing can be. If you've watched medical shows they sometimes talk about M&M when the doctors get together and talk about things that went wrong and how they can learn from it. At Tenwick we sometimes add a third M for miracles and we're sharing a situation that's happened and we say and this went on and we didn't know what was going on and then this patient got better and was healed and so the great thing at working at a christian hospital is we can say when things go well glory be to god sometimes things don't go well and we still say god is good we don't understand but still god is good i think of one boy that we had in my icu uh, during my last term at tenwick and this young boy was sick he had a lot of trouble with his stomach and disease and really bad infection and I saw him and I thought, "This young boy is not going to survive." And we were doing a lot of care for him, and I kept thinking, this, are, "Are we doing good here? Are the, the, the bills that this family has to pay, though we're at a mission hospital, there are still costs, that are we going to financially devastate this family and give them a body to bury? And But every day I came in, and this boy kept doing better. One day I came in, and he was not doing well and um was with him and we were calling the doctors and all of a sudden i looked at him i thought he does not look good at all and i checked for a pulse and he had no pulse and so i did some cpr where you do compressions and we breathed for him and we only had to do that for maybe a minute which is not normal normally cpr does not go so well and this boy got his pulse back and i thought okay god's not finished with him yet and Months later, this young boy went home and uh, recently I was talking to one of the physicians in Kenya and they were sharing with me how he came back to visit and he's doing well. And I think sometimes people get better and we can't explain it. And it's so good to see how God is working. Yeah. And sometimes things don't go well, but we still have hope in God. And I think that's a big part of working at a mission hospital is walking through it with Christ and walking through it with the families and uh... sharing sharing the suffering with them and sharing the joys. Uh, I have found for myself I have learned a lot from my families um, of my patients in Kenya their the strength of their faith, the strength of their prayer sometimes puts me to shame as a missionary as growing up sometimes in a western world life can be very easy everything is within my control. I, I know that If this doesn't, if I have plan A and if that doesn't work, I could do this and if that doesn't work, I have this and I have insurance for this and there's so much within our control and I look at um, my Kenyan friends and neighbors and when things go wrong, they turn to God and I see when they turn to God that God works, not always in ways that we expect, but God can always work.
0: That is so true. Uh, We have so many blessings here in, in North America. And our brothers and sisters all over the world, in not only Africa, but Asia, and and, and so forth, uh, don't have the material things, but they're often happier than we are. Uh, but as you say, they turn to God, and they have much to teach us. I know when we went to Kenya, the, the big thing that we learned was that people... Are more important than the jobs you have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're so time-conscious here in North America and and we have 15 minutes for this and and if somebody comes to visit you, well I'm sorry I'm busy right now I can't visit. No, no, you drop that and you spend time building relationships and that's really what life is about. Building relationships and, and loving and caring for one another. I know the Bible says bear one another's burdens and so that's part of it. Now you mentioned going to Africa. Uh, why did you go to Africa and not Asia, or uh, Russia, or Saudi Arabia, or someplace?
1: place? Um, for me, it was really a product of where could God use me. I work as a respiratory therapist, which is in the intensive care units uh, with patients who are very sick. Patients having difficulty breathing, needing a lot of support. And when I went into missions, there were very few respiratory therapists in missions and very few places that would take me mm-hmm. as a respiratory therapist. And Kenya was one of the few places that would. Um, the Middle East was an option for me. However, I w- didn't feel equipped to go into that environment without more training. And maybe someday God will still lead me there. But in the meantime, right now in Kenya... Kenya is growing, East Africa is growing and healthcare is growing, they're doing so much more and there is such a need for more education on some of these new equipment and technologies right. as it grows and so um, as I can come in and help fill that need and share Christ's love with the patients and then also work with um, the Kenyans and other East Africans who are in training at Tenwick. I, can, I have the privilege of doing Bible study with these individuals and together we learn about God, we learn about um, what it means to be a missionary, what it means to sacrifice for Christ and to be able to work with these young Kenyan men and women, I shouldn't say Kenyan, we have an Ethiopian, we have Burundians who have all come to Tenwick for training and so to work with them and Um, encourage them as they look at going out wherever they may go uh, next in their journey that they can evangelize. I believe that we all regardless of if you are sitting in your bedroom in London, Ontario, London, England or uh, in the middle of South Africa or North Africa wherever you may be that God has called us to share Christ's love with our neighbors and um, so I can work Right now, I see God has me working in Kenya and also sharing his love while
0: in Kenya. That's true. Um, It's God who puts it on our heart where to go. Now, my wife and I, when we went as missionaries, we were working with the Baptist mission organization. And we both felt God called us to missions. My wife, when she was 12 years old, myself when I was 18. And so we went to the mission board and they said, well, we'd like to send you to India. I was a graduate in agriculture, so my wife's a nurse, so we were going to do that in India, but the Indian government was stopping granting visas, so we couldn't go to India, but then the mission board said, well, would you go to Kenya? And so they suggested we go, and we prayed about it, we put out a fleece, and uh, God said yes, we were to go to Kenya, so that's why we went to Kenya. But God puts on the hearts of people where they're to go. Uh, It's amazing, we had a young man go to, to Nigeria, he was a pastor here in Canada, He went to Nigeria, and when he got off the plane, he sensed God saying to him, these are the people you're to minister to. And so he just felt, God, this is the place he's to go. And so a couple of years later, he gave up his passport here, and he moved his family to Nigeria, where he's worked. And we still work with those people in Nigeria to this day. So it's God that puts it on our heart. And as you're watching, perhaps God is putting it on your heart to go someplace. You may not know where. I encourage you to pray and, and ask God to reveal to you. and He's got many different ways to reveal. Don't, don't take a dart and throw it in a map of the world and say that's where you're going to go because I don't think that's God. But pray and ask, talk to spiritual advisors, your pastors or your elders, your deacons, uh, if you're a young person, your parents. Uh, and, and pray together and seek God. Talk to mission organizations and, and what are your skills and abilities and interests and passion uh, because um, I remember there a, a young lady came to us a number of years ago, she said, I like to paint paintings while people preach. I'd like to go as a missionary, and I can't find a mission organization to send me. Well, she actually went, not with us, but with another group, and she is traveling through Europe where there's a preacher preaching, and as she, he preaches, she draws a painting of that. Now, you might think, that is unusual. Well, God works in many unusual ways. And so this was one way that, that he worked, because many people are visual, and they will see something in that painting, which she paints from the sermon that's being preached. And it's, it's amazing how God can do when you follow your gifting. And so I just want to encourage people to, to consider that and, and to talk to people. You can talk to us as well if you wish. Uh, but uh, that was one thing I just wanted to mention. Now, coming back to Kenya you went to Kenya but you go to other countries as well. Uh, What's You mentioned education. Is education really important do you feel for these people or should it just be missionaries coming?
1: I'm one person, um, so I have worked at Tenwick for six years and um, teaching is self-preservation. When it comes to the work at the hospital, some of the knowledge and skills I have when I came I was one of the few who had them so if it was two o'clock in the morning and there was a sick child came in they would call me and I would come up and help and that was fine for Tuesday night at 2 a.m. but then if it happened again at Wednesday at 2 a.m. and Thursday at 2 a.m. Friday at 2 a.m. I can't do that I am one person by doing teaching I'm able to um, share that knowledge i have with many people and it allows me to sleep um maybe that's a little bit selfish but um to see the knowledge of good respiratory care go out further in kenya i've been to ethiopia burundi it's a good thing and i think as i see um, improved health care being given it's good for all Brundi- all burundians all kenyans all ethiopians to be able to uh, do their work better as healthcare professionals and for the patients to be healthier to be stronger and um, I even looking back in the since I first went to Kenya in 2010 when I used to get a page in the middle of the night the page was very vague and the faster I ran up the hill to get to the hospital the more likely the patient would survive or less likely if I took too long Um, now if I get a page I can ask specific questions and say um, what's going on and maybe I don't even have to go up so it's great to see education growing and I think as missionaries doing um, as we educate as we train others that's how things can grow the gospel can grow improved health care can grow improvement of lives can grow through education it's, we don't do anyone any good by keeping knowledge to ourselves whether that's the knowledge of Christ or the knowledge of skills and ideas of how to mm-hmm. live life.
0: An important aspect of, of our lives in, in leadership and so forth is adding value to other people. And as we train and equip them and give them a vision of what they can do, that is awesome, what they can do. I remember when we were in Kenya, we were started a lay training department. I was to train Africans to do it and then to leave. But when we were getting ready to leave after the 10-year program, which we were on, An African brother came to me and said, you know, we Africans aren't as smart as you think we are. I don't think we can do it. Well, I didn't believe that. Um, We had some fine young men that we had trained up, two or three of them, and uh, I I had full confidence in them, and uh, they had been trained, and they knew the Lord, they knew the word, they were good at reading, and they had well trained, so we left. We came back several times over the years and they were doing a wonderful job and and they'd moved on and and they'd done well. So uh, sometimes they need confidence and we can help them with that in this whole education. And so it's about adding value to them. Uh, I remember Abraham was given a promise. He said, I bless you so you will be a blessing. And so I think that's a big part of any missionary who goes out, yes, we are to bless people, but we bless them so that they can bless others and and, and move on. And uh, maybe you could share a little bit about uh, some of the people you have blessed with education and how they have moved on and helped others.
1: Uh, So I think of um, some of the residents I work with. So Tenwick has a training program for surgery residents as well as family medicine residents and ortho residents. And so I've been at Tenwick long enough now that I've seen these residents From the beginning of their training now and five years later, graduate and go off to other hospitals among, um, in Kenya or elsewhere in Africa. And it's neat to uh, talk with these individuals a few years later and how are you doing and how can I support them. So, one of my, um, one of the surgeons that trained at Tenwick, two years after he finished his training, contacted me and said, Annette, we're opening up an ICU at my hospital. I need you to teach what you taught the nurses at Tenwick to my hospital here. And so, it's neat to, for him to see what the training he received and how someone else can come alongside and help him share that training with others and um, through the hospital we, uh, staffs, through being a training institution staff stick around sometimes for a few years, for, sometimes for just a year but they are going out in other places among the country and so and I don't always know the impact of what's happening. I remember uh, one story I was teaching a class of uh, clinical officers and um, we were talking about asthmatics and I shared with them a few techniques to help asthmatics who are having trouble breathing and some of the ones that are a little bit less common when drugs aren't working alone and they had limited resource and a year later I ran into one of these clinical officers who had gone and worked in one of our distant dispensaries and he said Annette I have this bad asthmatic and we were coming back from the dispensary we have the kid in the ambulance and our ambulances are not are very basically equipped and he said and the kid was not doing well and i remembered some of the things you had shown us and i was doing those breathing exercises with this child and it was helping him and it allowed us to make it to tenwick and i think this young man has the training he now needs to do this and also this young child was able to survive the trip to the hospital and where he could get more advanced care
0: that's what it's about, isn't it? Touching one life at a time. One life at a time. Now, supposing some... I don't know who's watching this, but supposing there's some medical people watching. Doctors, nurses, people who work in hospitals. And they say, wow, I would like to go. What would it, what, could I go? Could, do you get short-term people coming out? They don't have to go for 10 years or 20 years or 70 years? Well,
1: that's best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: um... If you're medical, I do encourage you to go. Um, I've worked a lot with Samaritan's Purse, World Medical Mission. They send out a lot of short-term medical missionaries to various hospitals around around the world, and they have a good program of connecting people uh, with hospitals and institutions that already exist that have basic supplies and equipment and uh, pharmaceuticals to do what needs to be done in these places. Uh, there are some short-term teams that go out and do various healthcare camps and. I encourage you to connect with your church and different organizations that do that and it is it's possible but I encourage you to go with an attitude of humility often things are done very differently in these places Mm -hmm. and it's easy to walk in and say well in Canada we do this or in the US we do this and therefore it's better and different is not always better and different is not always wrong and so I encourage you to look at the differences and see why is this different what can i learn from things that are different there's different techniques and ideas i've learned while at Tenrick that i did not learn in canada and they are in my mind better or given the circumstance and the supplies given they are the best option given to us so go in with humility go in with an idea of what can i learn from the national colleagues that you're working with uh, maybe there is some education you can give and share but wait till the end to share that go in with the humility to learn
0: yes mentioning humility, one of the complaints I've often heard over the years is you North Americans are so arrogant, you think you know it all. We have to go in as learners. Uh, when we went in, for example, we couldn't speak one word of Kikuyu. You possibly have never heard the word Kikuyu before. It's a language in Kenya. It's the largest tribe. I think there are probably about three, four, five million people now. So I'll greet you in Kikuyu. Uh, I'll tell you about Jesus, Jesus I said Jesus Christ is my Savior, you know, and that's learned Swahili, so she can say Jesus is my Savior, or Mungu Yes. <laughs> so we have to learn their language, um, so that we can communicate, and many of them speak English, but they love it when you speak to them in their language, even if you only know a few words, but don't be arrogant. don't don't be, I know better than you because we have much to learn and everybody I know when they come back they say, I think I learned more than I taught them. And so humility, not being arrogant, but there are opportunities and as she mentioned, Samaritan's Purse sends people over, there's other organizations, if you don't know where, contact uh, us at Into All The World, www.ietw.ca or you can google Into All The World and uh, you can get a hold of us, and uh, we may be able to direct you to some place that's more specific. Uh, we don't necessarily have all the opportunities. Oh, well, I know we don't have all the opportunities. We have some, but there are other organizations we network with, and they can help you go out. And uh, So you can make a difference. That, it's about making a difference in other people's lives. We are so blessed in North America, and, and we have so much to offer, and uh, skills, abilities, and so forth, uh, speaking of all of that, um, we were talking earlier about passions. What is your passion? Do you have a passion that involves missions at all, or I haven 't asked that question maybe
1: I no can it's, ask a, it's it. a good question. I think my passion is when I see those I work with, um, my Kenyan friends and neighbors and nurses and doctors, when they take their knowledge, whether learn from myself, whether learn from church whether and they spread it to the next level, when they take knowledge and they share it, mm-hmm. and they spread the gospel and they share that blessing. Um, so for me it's twofold, whether it's spreading the gospel to someone, or whether it's sharing that improved respiratory knowledge to someone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's, that's my passion, is to see, mm-hmm. um, to see wisdom grow.
0: It reminds me of what a uh, uh, friend and mentor, John Maxwell, says, that it's, I can do so much, but if I surround myself with many other people, we can multiply. I can only do so much, but if I can train five others, then we can do six times as much. If, I, if each of them trains five others, we can do much more, and if they all teach five others. So, it's, it's all about multiplying uh, the amount of uh, people that are involved and, and working in this whole situation. So that is really good news, and uh, that's what the gospel is about. It's good news that God so loved the world, as it says in John 3.16, that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's the gospel message to go forward, and uh, whether we do it through medical work, through planting churches, through orphanages, through schools, through children's programs, through youth programs, through all of these different aspects... Uh, That's one of the things that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is all about, and uh, we're so glad that we have a part in doing that, and we encourage you to have a part in doing that and to increase your part. Get engaged in Great Commission missions, and that includes right at home, because Jesus remember, or yes, Jesus said uh, uh, that... uh, after the Holy Spirit comes, you should receive power. You should be by witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Jericho, and, and Samaria, and the rest of the world. And so your Jerusalem, whether that's in Guelph, where we are right now, or she's from Edmonton, or the States, that's your Jerusalem, but there's the whole world that needs to know Jesus. And so we're glad to be able to share that. Also, if... Uh, if you feel God moving in your heart, you'd like to share in uh, net support or the support of the work of Into All the World, you can contact us on the web, uh, www.iatw.ca, and get in touch with us, and we can share with you more about how that would work and, and what you would like to do with any funds that you can send. Uh, there's always things that can be done. Um, Boko Haram, burnt down one of our churches recently in Nigeria. Uh, Actually, they burnt down two, and we've raised $3,500 to build up one, but now uh, there's another one that needs to be built. So there's all these things that can be done to glorify God in the rest of the world. And so uh, we want just to share that opportunity with you as you watch and as you care and as you're moved by God. And so we just thank you, and and we pray that God will bless you. God loves to bless people, and uh, we, we just pray that he will bless you, and we want to... Uh, just uh, tell you that in in answer to prayer over the years he blessed many many people what are your needs what what are your heart's desires and so we want to close in a word of prayer as as we pray for you so let's just pray father god i thank you for those that are watching right now and, and lord i just pray that you'll move on their heart we thank you that you love them we thank you that you have a plan for them and that you want to encourage them and strengthen them and empower them And so, Father, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to touch them. And if they're needing healing, pray for healing. If they need guidance and direction for life, if they need employment, Lord, you'll find the right job for them. If they need a better job, you'll find that for them. Lord, whatever their need, uh, relationship problems, homes that may be struggling with some problems, we just ask you, Father God, to give them wisdom, advice. May they find a wise pastor that can share with them, uh, church members that will come alongside and help them bear their burdens, Lord, for we're to bear one another's burdens. And so, Lord, we just thank you and praise you and pray for, Lord, move in their lives. And we thank you for this opportunity. Bless them, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen.